Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. Before we jump into the program, as always, the show is hosted by yours truly, Lance Williams. Before we jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out to Brian Anthony Davis, who's bad, who hosted the show for me last week. Big up to him. (laughs) Hashtag Mr. Just Take It. Big up to Dave Schofield the outstanding podcaster and deputy editor of the website behind a steel curtain. And last but not least, big up to Jeff Hartman, my co-host of the standard is the standard and the Steelers post game. As you can tell by the title of the show, we're going to be talking about the events from last night. And the show is titled, I witnessed something criminal. And I could have put last night, but we all know that it happened last night. I witnessed something criminal. And we'll get to your point, Justin Rock. Big up to you. Thank you for chiming into the show. And I left it open-ended to Justin Rock's point. But when I looked at that last night and I look at the pictures, I I witnessed something criminal last night. Thank you, Bill. I witnessed something criminal last night. Riddle me this, had any of us been anywhere and we grabbed a helmet and tried to hit someone in their head with it with full force, we would be in jail right now. We would be uh, have been arrested for assault. Now, the assault question is an interesting one. And and I'm reading, I'm going to read from Sean Gentile's article from The Athletic. And he brought up a point about the assault question. One And, and let me quote him. One of the most red, widespread in the moment reactions were essentially, did we witness a crime? The answer, if it exists at all, is particularly easy to find. Isn't particularly easy to find. Not legally, at least. The main reason for that is in football, in all sports, is consent. Athletes, by virtue of stepping onto a field or a sheet of ice or a basketball court or a demolition derby track, accept that they're engaging in behavior that in polite society would be a crime. They also accept the associated risk. Now, Associated risk is the term that you really want to focus on. Now, I'm quoting from Younger and Associates, QB Limited. I think these are the legal representatives of Mason Rudolph. And right now, Mason Rudolph has left it pretty open-ended on whether he would seek some legal charge or or some legal matter, so to speak, in terms of... uh, this situation and the attorney for younger associates and associates quarterback limited wrote the following. There are many risks in NFL QB assumes with every snap taken on the field, being hit on your uncovered head by a helmet being swung by a 275 pound defensive end is not one of them. Tonight could have had a catastrophic ending. The matter will be reviewed thoroughly. With that being said, I don't need legalese. 
I don't need any of that to tell me that what I witnessed was criminal. And I'm not one for hyperbole. You guys have seen the show. I'm not one for hyperbole. But had he hit Mason Rudolph at a different angle with the crown of that helmet, when that lawyer talks about catastrophic ending, he's talking about death. He's talking about had he hit Mason Rudolph with the crown of his helmet, he could have killed him. And Bill Davis is correct. Mason Rudolph could have died last night. There have been many melees around the country where people have been swinging instruments that bludgeon people and hit them in the wrong area and people are dead. He could have easily hit Mason Rudolph last night in the temple with his helmet and killed him or ended his football career or damaged him permanently in some sort of way. The NFL's reaction to suspend, I don't even want to say the guy's name. I mean, I don't even want to say the guy's name because, you know, we all know the guy's name. I don't want to say the guy's name. I don't want to call him a convict because he isn't a convict. But what I saw last night was criminal and the response of the NFL towards Miles Garrett, there it is, I'll say his name, was justified. That he is suspended, excuse me, indefinitely. And, and let me read what the NFL, let me read the official punishment here to make sure that I that I get it right. Uh, let, me, let me read it here because I, I have it written down and I, I want to make sure I get it right. And Miles Garrett was suspended indefinitely. And let me read it here from the article on ESPN. Um, he was suspended indefinitely, which means he will no longer play this year at minimum, including the playoffs. So the NFL announced that he has been suspended for the rest of the season, including the playoffs, should the Browns make it. And he will have to meet with the commissioner's office before being reinstated in 2020. Now, I went back and forth with my brother, and I thought that this would be the course that the NFL would take. Essentially, they're putting on him on the commissioner's exempt list, and they are taking some time to let this all sort out. But the key to this is he will have to meet the commissioner's office for being reinstated in 2020. He's already been, he's already been fined significantly multiple times this year. He ended Simeon's career in New York, and he's been fined a couple of times. Let me go to specific fines. He's been fined more than 50000 this season for punching Tennessee Titan Delaney Walker and for a pair of late hits on New York Jets quarterback Trevor Simeon, the second of which ended his season. Now, I want to go back to the statement that the commissioner's office before being reinstated in 2020. If you see the hit that he put on Simeon's, it was way after the whistle. Punching guys on football fields, playing past the whistle and hurting guys, and hitting guys in the helmet, you've got to explain yourself. And I'm sure that the NFL is going to want him to seek some sort of treatment, mental treatment, to get to the, to the crux of the matter as to 
Why is he reacting in this way? And until he can give the commissioner's office a sufficient answer, probably medically as well, of why he is losing and why he's losing it on the field in such a manner to where he would swing a helmet and hit someone, he's not going to play again. I think he's going to play at some point in time, but his career is in limbo, and it should be. You can't be playing football with a guy that loses his cool to the point where he rips a guy's helmet off and he uses it as a weapon to bludgeon a guy. To bludgeon a guy. Again, I don't want to understate this. Had he hit Mason Rudolph with the crown of his helmet, 275 pounds, swinging it at full force, he could have potentially killed Mason Rudolph. So what I saw last night was absolutely criminal. Me or you could not be protected by sport and a reasonable expectation. Because when you look at the statement by the lawyer, there is no reasonable expectation that you are going to get hit in your head by a helmet being swung by a guy. That's 275 pounds. Now, John Taylor, he must be a Brown fan. His career should be in limbo. F you, sore loser. You're an Uncle Tommy. Let's just say this, John. If you saw me in a bar and I confronted you over this statement that you just made and you swung a chair or you grabbed a helmet from a sports bar off of a wall and you swung it at me and tried to hit me, first of all, I'd probably dodge it and hit you with a two-piece. Or if I couldn't dodge it and you hit me in my head with it, you would be arrested for assault. Period. This is beyond sports. I'm not the hyperbole dude. That's not me. I, 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 I'm not the hyperbole guy. That's not me. And I, I think oftentimes athletes are scapegoats for society wanting to go hard on guys. But what he did was uncalled for. Absolutely uncalled for. And yes, his career is in limbo. And it should be in limbo. Because you can't be out there with a guy that loses it to that extent and starts swinging a helmet at a dude. And he swung his helmet at a quarterback at that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At that, at a quarterback, he swung it at a quarterback. Yes, John Taylor. Yes, his money should be taken. Yes, it should. Yes, it should. It should be taken. He swung a helmet at a dude. You can't play anymore. There's consequences. This guy, John Taylor, on a live chat is probably some apologist 
but there's consequences for actions. Point blank. You try to hit a guy in the head with a helmet, you got to go. If you talk to any pro pro player and you know any pro player, they talk about the NFL being a brotherhood. Guys play hard. They play competitive. They play to the whistle, but they take care of themselves. They take care of each other on the field. They are not trying to maim, injure, or hurt guys intentionally because they realize the hard work that everybody has put in to getting to this stage, that everybody is living out their dream at the highest level. They don't take that for granted, and most guys that are sane and sensible wouldn't do that. So Miles Garrett is going to have to prove that he is has the mental capability and faculty to play, that he can hold his emotions in check where he will not swing a helmet and potentially try to kill somebody. Please. Please. You know, guys like John Taylor are idiots. They're sycophants. They're idiots. They're idiots. Look, anybody can be criticized, period. Somebody kick this not, this Yahoo out of the live chat. You guys can argue with this guy. I hate that I gave this guy any oxygen because I live by the model no oxygen and bums and idiots don't get oxygen. He's just trolling and he won't get any oxygen for me. But look, what he did was criminal and he is lucky that he did it on a football field because if he got confronted in a bar around the corner and he picked up a helmet off of a wall, He'd have handcuffs on. He is fortunate that these actions occurred on a football field and he is protected legally. So legally what he did was not a crime, but his actions were criminal. If you can make that divide. So let's get to the other punishments. It looks like Marquise Pouncey is going to be suspended for three games. And you guys might get upset at me. And this and and this and I have to keep I have to keep it 100. Like Michael O'Malley said, I got to keep it 100. I know that Pouncey was protecting his guy. First of all, the whole fight, the look being on Thursday, it was horrible. You got hit helmet to helmet hits. You got Juju Smith Schuster getting knocked out by a helmet to helmet hit. You got Deontay Johnson getting knocked out, blood coming out of his ear. This is a different day and age. People aren't built like that. The game is bigger. People don't want to see that. So all of this led up to the frustration because, and we we will get to Mason Rudolph's play. But Pouncey, I know you got to come and defend your man. Period. I get it. If, if I had somebody swing a helmet at me in a bar, because I was arguing with a Brown fan, because you know it got Buck Wild Willie Wild in the crowd. I would expect my dogs to do the same thing. And I'm not referring to the cats in the dog pound, but I would expect my peoples to do the same thing, to be just like Marquise Pouncey. If you ever get any beef and Marquise is with you, is with you and that's your man, you know how it's going down. Marquis straight up said he blacked out and forgot everything. Throwing blows, 
trying to stomp him out, big up. I, I, I get all that. Big up to all that. However, this is a business. And I know that he was defending his man, but he put the Steelers in a bad place. They're going to be out their next three games. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to appeal. So as it stands now, they're going to be out their next three games without their starting center. You see how that running game looks? That running game is criminal. You know, worst team in the National Football League converting third and shorts and fourth downs. You know, fourth and shorts. Worst team in the National Football League. So if you think that running game is going to prove without Marquise Pouncey, just drop the divisional game two to come. I mean, I get that he was trying to protect his man, and he should. However, he could have did the same thing that David Castro did. He could have did the same thing that Matt Filer did. But I get it. Marquise is that dude. That's where he comes from. That's how he reacted. Hopefully, when he appeals it, the suspension, it'll get knocked down. But this is a business. The, the NFL is a $10 billion business. You cannot have guys trying to stop guys out on a football field for any reason. You can't have guys throwing punches, trying to stomp a dude out. You just can't do it. It's a bad look. It's a bad look for the Steelers. It's a bad look for the Browns. It's a bad look for the NFL. So I agree with the three games. I'm surprised that it's not more. However, I'm hoping that it gets knocked down. But, but Marquise Pouncey is no hero in this. You still have to figure out a way as a professional to handle yourself in a professional manner because you're getting paid absorbent amounts of money. You represent the Shield. You represent the Pittsburgh Steelers. He can stand up for his guy, but he's got to do it like David DeCastro. Tackle the dude, get him on the ground, subdue him. Period. I understand that his emotions got out, out of hand. He's not as bad as Miles Garrett in this. But, man, that's a bad look for Marquise Pouncey, trying to stomp a dude out. Now, nobody's going to criticize him for doing it, but the fact of the matter is he may cost the Steelers three games. This may be critical into affecting the Steelers' playoff chances, and it's going to hurt the Steelers, point blank. I mean, I mean, point blank. I mean, I hate to say it. I don't want to rip Pouncey. I'm a Steeler fan. I, I, I understand exactly what he was doing. But look, you got to be held to a higher standard. He's a professional athlete. And, and we're going to get into the comments in the live chat. We absolutely are. But if you're going to do it and you're going to come to your man's aid on a football field, not in a bar, not at somebody's house, not at a club, you got to be like DeCastro. You have to be like the Castro. You have to handle it like the Castro and Filer. You have to do it. Now, the last of the guys that got suspended, Larry Ojanobi. And Larry Ojanobi shoving Mason Rudolph in the back, got one game. Look, I can't curse on YouTube, but that was a B move, man. That, that was an absolute B move. That was a B, and I'm itching move. I'm itching and put a B in front of it. Absolutely. When you push the guy from the back, it's a quarterback, man. And then you didn't even jump. And then he, if he wanted to be hard body like that, 
jump in while your man is getting mashed out. I mean, if you got your man's back, you know, jump in while your man is getting mashed out. You know, like MOP the mash out posse. Your man is getting mashed out in the end zone. If you built like that and you bout it, bout it, and you hard body, jump in the pile and start fighting. But you push the quarterback from behind, a quarterback. You push a quarterback from behind and you watch. Browns are clowns. Point bank. The, the Browns are clowns. Absolutely. I, I believe I read also that the Steelers, both teams, were fined $250,000. Um, it was just a bad look for the NFL. Oh, Janobi is a clown. Um, you know, it's, it's just a bad look. It's a bad look for Garrett. It's a bad look for Marquise Pouncey. But let's get to the football. Let's get to the football. And I'm going to just use criminal because we've said it so many times on the show as the adjective to describe the football in this game. Let us not use what happened as a way to excuse Mason Rudolph for the awful football that he played. Football was awful. And me and Jeff always talk about Mason Rudolph. And, and, and Jeff is a master of minimizing or lowering the expectations smartly when it comes to Mason Rudolph. Smartly. Because at least what Mason Rudolph was doing in prior weeks was he wasn't giving you, he was giving the Steelers a chance to win. He was not losing games. We talked about what happens when the Steelers get down and they have to climb out of a hole offensively. Can he do it? He did it against Miami, but at the time, Miami was the worst team in football. He looked awful, indecisive, statuesque in the pocket, turning the football over. Downright dreadful and awful. One of 11 on third downs. I believe 0 of 3 on fourth down conversion attempts. They were awful. Absolutely awful. Criminal, dare I say, on offense. And the running game was bad. They'd rather throw it with a rookie quarterback, essentially, than try to run the football. Just absolutely bad. And what occurred, and rightfully show, is masking the fact that this guy is just, he's just a guy at this point. In that, you know, his play is going to vary up and down every week. But where it's never going to hit is super good or extremely good or above average. He is an average player. He's going to be made out as a moderate hero from this incident. And that is going to excuse the fact that he played a garbage game. He was terrible. He was absolutely terrible in that game. Did not give them a chance. And to, and to Zachariah Barajas, his comment, Lance, don't forget that this is a preseason roster on an offense, man, but he still needs to make his throws. He still needs to make his throws. There's no excuses in the National Football League. You go out there, you try to win with the guys you can. It was a tough spot for him, but he played terribly. He put the ball in bad spots. He wasn't reading the field properly. He wasn't navigating the pocket well. It was a terrible game 
and a throwaway game. And the biggest problem for the Steelers on the offensive side of football is the running game is not good enough to help him. He's throwing it 44 times, but they're running it 20 times. The Steelers, and this is to no fault of Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger never believed in a running game. Ben Roethlisberger wanted to play in shotgun and throw the football. The offensive line is tailored to pass protect, and they were getting their butt whipped last night. It's tailored to pass protect. Or, not or, but and, it can only move effectively as a running game if it has an elite running back behind it. You can see that Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers, it was a perfect combination. His running style with the way they blocked worked well. They're not an effective run-blocking team at all. They weren't good last year in a running game. They're not good this year. That offensive line is geared to passing the football because that's what Ben Roethlisberger wanted to do, and they can't rely on it to assist the young guy in playing quality football. He doesn't move around the pocket. It's just bad. It's just a bad look on offense. This is one where you just burn the tape and you move forward and you try to correct and you try to hammer the bungles. Unfortunately for the Steelers, you got like four or five dudes in the concussion protocol. You may be playing the Bengals with B.J. Finney at center. So it's going to be tough. But again, let me just stress this again. Yes, I'm preaching. I'm on my soapbox. I saw something criminal last night, period. That was thuggery. That was criminal last night. He is fortunate that there is no precedent for arresting, and I could be wrong, at least I don't think so, for arresting an athlete for an action that he did on the field. But I would not blame Mason Rudolph for trying to exercise whatever he wanted to do legally when it comes to getting at Miles Garrett, do whatever. Once you try to hit me in the head of the helmet and try to hurt, maim, or kill me, it's on and popping. We adversaries. Now, I don't think that the next game with Cleveland, and I think it's in 15, 16, 17 days, it's not going to get out of hand. Everybody in the world is watching that game. It will not get out of hand. And the Steelers are going to win that game. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're going to win that game, and it's not going to get out of hand. Now, Joe chimed in. I've seen a video of a hockey brawl where the police had to be calling and break it up. Uh, Roy Moulton said, I think an NHL player was arrested a while back. Okay. Well, count me wrong. Uh, but I, I think, you know, Miles Garrett is not going to – I mean, there's not going to be any criminal charges against Miles Garrett. Let me calm down a second. Let me calm down a second. Let me let me do the stuff that Jeff does so well. If you want to support the show, hit us with a like. We're trying to do, you know, we're trying to get, we're trying to pump up the likes. Also, we're trying to really push to 6,000 likes, excuse me, 6,000 subscriptions by the end of the season or by the end of this year. So, man, if you like the show, you like how we get down, hey, man, subscribe to the show like the show, help us out, holla at your boy. We put it in. Man, we giving you six to seven shows every week. You know, we does this. We does this, and we give you great content. We break it down. X's nose, funny stuff. You might see Brian Anthony Davis on the strip tease. Who's bad? Hashtag just take it 2 a.m. Steeler football. Hey, man, Jeff is joy. 
Dave hit you with the numbers. I hit you with kind of a combination of all of it. Hey, we does this. Big up to Tony to fail. So, man, subscribe to the show. Please support. Let me jump into some of these comments. In fact, we have a super chat feature. I know you guys want to get at me with some questions. So, typically, you know, typically we like, ah, no, nah. you know, if you want to hit us with the super chat, we don't ask for the super chat, whatever. Look, I'm asking for super chat questions today. Point blank. If you want me to hit your question, because I'm fired up, man, and I know y'all like it when I'm fired up. I'm fired up today. Man, hit me with a super chat. Hit that dollar sign. Man, hit me with a super chat. Get your question to the top of the queue. Like Brad Jewett said, man, I'm hot. I'm hot, man. That, that was some Bush League stuff, man. And, you know, there's some stuff I want to say on this show that I can't because I don't want us to get demonetized because I like monetized. I like monetized because Christmas is coming. But, man, that's some Bush League stuff. And like Mason Rudolph said, man, that's straight up Bush. If you want to catch a fair one, drop the helmet and catch a fair one. I mean, you know, do like Carmelo, Anthony, and Kevin Garnett were going to do, you know, at the end of the game in the tunnel, you know, when he said La La Anthony and Honey Nut Cheerios. You know, get down like that, but don't swing the helmet. You a sucker, dude. That That is a straight-up sucker move. Man, that's a sucker move. Kyle Smith, thanks for the $5 thought on Deontay. That was a terrible hit, man. That was a terrible hit. He ear him, and he had at least two and a half steps before he stopped. Man, he could have just pushed the guy out of bounds, but he ear him. That was terrible. And bleeding from the ear. This is why this is a big deal. This is why this is a big deal. This is not what the NFL wants you to see on Thursday night, the marquee game. Guys bleeding out of their ears. They want us to conveniently forget that Guys can get killed when they play football. Like, we know that, but we don't really know that. And they don't want us to see anything that can remind us of that fact. Nothing. That that was Bush. And that's why he got kicked out, and he should have got kicked out. That was a terrible hit. That was a terrible hit. He That was absolutely avoidable, and he ear-holed the dude. I mean, that hit was intentional. I agree with Cree. That was an intentional hit. He was trying to put a lick and some hot sauce on that hit. Absolutely, he was. I think it was intentional. I agree. Thank you, Kyle, for the super chat. Let me chime up uh, to some of the other questions. Let me jump into Alex Flores' question. Do you think from the beginnings of this game, it was said that the, that the clown should hurt our players? You know, it was a little crispy game. It was a crispy game. I mean, they were hitting high. I mean, they were. it looked like they were targeted. But you got to realize, it's the Cleveland Clowns, man. It's like Freddie Kitchen said. This is the first time, I believe, since 99. They've beaten the Ravens and the Steelers in the same, in the same season. So, yes, it was Thursday night. They've had a disappointing year. They've been overhyped. They were playing their big, bad enemy, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yes, at home, at the dog pound, they were trying to put something funky on it. Straight up, they was trying to put something funky on it. And they were putting something funky on it. You know, the only thing the Steelers can do is match that intensity. I'm not saying hit guys in the head and hit guys high. But what I'm saying is, hey, man, you got to fight fire with fire within the rules, play the whistle, and play hard physical football. 
Let me jump into Ronan Gaijin. What's up, Ronan Gaijin? These rivals want revenge for ass whoopings taken over the last few. I agree. I agree. I mean, the Pittsburgh, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the big dogs of the division. You know, we're still tied with that team up north for the most Super Bowl champions. The pedigree, I mean, every all of that is there, right? All of that is there, right? On a Thursday night, the Steelers were like 16-2-1 in a decade against you, smashed you numerous times. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, 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 no doubt. No doubt. Um, let me jump into some more questions. Um, <laughs> it's getting hot. It's getting hot in the live chat. Get on, Brad. Get on, Brad. Get on, Brad. It's getting live in the live chat. Uh, Christian Lang asked, what position would be, what position would we be in if Dobbs was was in over Rudolph? I don't like Josh Dobbs as, as, as a quarterback, so I, I think they would be worse off. Um, I forget the nickname that I had for Josh Dobbs earlier in the season, but uh, riddle me, answer this question for me, somebody in the live chat. Uh, is, is Dobbs on a roster? If he's not on a roster, that's the, the perception that the league has. Runner Delgado asked, do you think the AFC North is the dirtiest division in the league? I think it's the most physical. I think it's the most physical. Given the elements, uh, given the fact that, you know, all of the teams still play outside in those elements. It's just a it's just a tough, gritty division. I mean, you've got kind of East Coast flavor with Midwest, and the fan bases are passionate. The fan bases have been fairly successful. When you talk about the Browns pre-NFL, they were successful. The Clowns, I should say. You talk about the Ravens have been successful. The Steelers are the uh, gold standard, platinum standard of National Football League. Bungles are horrible, but it's gritty football. You know, the towns, the cities, the people playing outside and the elements is absolutely the grittiest. I don't know if it's the dirtiest, but it's the most physical and it's the most gritty. Uh, Bill Davis said, what if Joey Porter was out there? Oh, if uh, me and Jeff talked about it yesterday on the post game. Oh, my goodness. If Joey, if Peasy was out there. If PZ and Debo were out there, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's the only thing I can say. If PZ and Debo were out there, hide the women and children. But if PZ and Debo were out there, it might not have got that bad. Like Bill said, PZ, I mean, look, when you got a guy like PZ coming out showing the abs, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Planting the flag. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But one thing I will say. This next game. This next Steeler game with the Browns. Oh, it's must-see TV. I don't think anything's going to get out of hand, but it's going to be some click-clacking. It's going to be a triple chin strapper. It's going to be some click-clacking. Absolute click-clacking. There, there will be some hitting in that game. Let me jump back into some of the previous, uh, you know, in the live chat, because uh, it got a, it got kind of hot in here. Um, oh, John Taylor. I'm not even going to mention this clown. Um, uh, I'm not even going to mention that clown in his comments. Um, 
So, yeah, to Mike O'Malley's point, if you do that in a pickup game, you're going to jail. Exactly. If you're out playing football, you know, I don't know if you, why you guys would be playing football in pads. But if you go out and play some football and you got a helmet on and you crack somebody in a local park with a helmet over their head, you're going to jail. This was criminal. This was absolutely criminal. The only reason why he is not going to jail is because he did it on the football field. Had he done that in the tunnel and hit Mason Rudolph in the tunnel, dare I say he'd get arrested. Game's over. So there's no expectation. So, so you know, there, there's no realistic expectation that that should happen in the tunnel after the game is over. So, you know, this got out of hand. This was worse than anything I've ever seen. This was worse than anything I've seen Vontez Burfick do, which is saying everything. This is just bad. This is just bad. And what makes it even worse is they lost a football game. Mason Rudolph played terrible. They're back to five and five. They had an opportunity to get to six and four. Presumably you beat the Bungles. You get to seven, four. You keep the pressure on the Ravens. It's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. But it, it, it's, it might be even worse in the live chat. I, I saw somebody said clapping. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa. It's getting bad in the live chat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, let me get into real tree Z71's comment. Next game, Mac Wilson and the Browns DBs better watch their backs, knocking out not only Juju and Deontay, but also trying to take out Mason. Steelers better hunt hard and fast. I don't disagree. But it has to be legal. It it, ha- it has to be legal. Uh uh. Uh, it it it, ha- it has to be legal, um, and uh, Umberto, you got to relax a little bit. Like let let's keep this. Like let let's keep like let's keep this. Let let's keep this uh, at, at a point where it's still football. You know, it's 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 still entertainment. Let me go to Cree's point. Okay, if it's okay to hit a guy with his own helmet, what if somebody would die? I guess that's not murder then. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, and, and that's an interesting point. At what point, I, I, I would guess that in the case of if he hits Mason in his head and Mason dies, I, I would agree that there would probably be some criminal charges because there's no expectation that sw- somebody swings a helmet at you and hits you in the head and you die. There's no expectation for that. However, there is, a, there is, it is realistic that. You can get hit in the head from a tackle and die. So, um, so, <laughs> so, okay. Humberto was joking. Good, good, Humberto. I was like getting scared a little bit. Um, but you know, it's just a bad look. It, it's 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 a bad look. Um, you know, it makes the NFL look bad. It makes players look bad. It makes the Steelers look bad. It makes the Browns look bad. This is not how the game is to be played and to be presented. And I think Miles Garrett is going to have to show the league that he can handle himself, or excuse me, himself, 
and control himself. That when it gets hot, can he control himself? And he has shown that he does not have that ability. Fine previously, hit Mason Rudolph over the head uh, with a helmet. He is dangerous. He is dangerous not only to himself, he's dangerous to everybody that he plays against. So, uh, you know, he shouldn't be playing anymore, you know, at least until he can prove that he can play under control. And Janice Blake wrote, I also have never seen a player be so violent. There should be criminal charges brought against him. He should be banned from the NFL. I'm not going to say that he should be banned from the NFL. But what I am saying is he should ban he should be banned from playing in a game until he can prove that he can handle himself when it gets hot, that he can show the necessary of level of self-control that a professional athlete who plays a violent game needs to be able to do. So a lifetime ban, I'm not saying no, but in effect, being suspended indefinitely can become a lifetime ban if you don't show and prove to the NFL that you can conduct yourself like a professional on the field. I'm not going to go as far as Dallas zero tolerance career over. I, I'm always one for second chances, but not right now. He don't get no second chance today. He don't get no second chance this season. He going to have to sit. He going to have to sit on ice. He going to have to think about this. His reputation is going through the mud. His pocketbook is getting slapped and hit. Yes, he needs to feel the pain of these actions and all of these consequences before he can get back. Now, to Shield 91, I don't think Mason. Mason is, I think his legal team are contemplating what their next moves are. I mean, I don't know the, with the legal charges, but look, any, look, but I'm not going to criticize Mason for whatever he does. He tried to hit me in the helmet. Look, so, hey, holler at your boy. To Snowman, thank you for the two bucks, Snowman. Is Miles Garrett now considered a dirty player? Oh, absolutely. he was a dirty player before that. I don't know what I don't know what adjective we would want to use to call him now. Absolutely, he's beyond dirty. Absolutely beyond dirty. But man, I'm gonna go ahead and conclude the show. I want to thank everybody that hit me with a super chat. Some of you clowns in there already are on the live chat. You know who I'm talking about. Some of you clowns in there. With some of those crazy comments you guys were making, man. Um, you know, but I thank you guys, man, for rocking out with us, period, man. Period. I, I thank you guys for rocking out with us, man. You know, we we try to bring it to you real and raw, man. You know, straight up no chaser, like Thelonious Monk. You know, that's how we do it. That's how I'm always gonna do it. So to everybody out there, as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.